tell you them in order as the scholars have put them in that order, insha'Allah ta'ala. So the first thing, my brothers and sisters, that will happen after the people have been dead and in their graves, some of them thousands of years, some of them tens of thousands of years, some of them hundreds, all of them, they'll be raised from their grave as you all believe already. Allah says in the Quran, وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَصَعِقَ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ إِلَّا مَنْ شَاءَ اللَّهِ Allah says, the trumpet will be blown by the angel Israfil who will blow into the trumpet that is awaiting and everything in the heavens and the earth will die all of them my brothers including the angels Jibreel, yes Isra uh, Mikael, yes the angel of death and even Israfil all of them will die except him Allah wills then after a long time Allah says then after a while the trumpet is blown a second time and behold before your eyes everyone is out of their graves standing and watching watching because in the graves people knew that they were dead their souls already know that the hereafter is coming, the day of judgment is coming. So everybody is waiting and ready. <clears throat> so <coughs> therefore, the first thing that will happen, Yawm Al-Qiyamah, is بَعْثُ النَّاسِ وَقِيَامُهُمْ مِنْ قُبُورِهِمْ وَذِهَابِهِمْ إِلَىٰ أَرْضِ الْمَحْشَرِ The first thing that will happen on the day of judgment is that all the people including the jinns, including the animals, every creature, every animal, will be raised from the earth once again, and they will all walk to their land of gathering. Ardul Mahshar, the land of the gathering, we know where it is. Rasulullah told us that it is in Asham. The hadith is in Muslim and Bukhari. In Asham, greater Syria. Allahu Alam, where exactly? How will the earth look like? Rasulullah said that the earth will look flat. It'll actually be flat. Like in the sense of no mountains, no valleys, no trees, no rivers. Even the oceans, sujirat, which means that the oceans are lit up with fire. They begin to boil. Over time, if water keeps boiling, what does it turn into? It dries out. So there are no oceans, no rivers, no... Uh, no, uh, uh, no, no, thing, no uh, valleys, nothing. No clouds. And the people, they notice that the earth and the sky has changed. Allah says, <laughs> On that day, the earth will not be the same earth. It will be transformed. And the skies, multiple skies, multiple horizons, everything as you see it now will all be changed. 
What is the result of that change? Well, you see all the people who were in their graves, all of us, from beginning of Adam till the end of humanity, from the beginning of the first jinn to the last jinn, from the first animal to the last animal, all of them get up and what do we notice? We notice this transformation. So then the people who have risen from their death, they look at each other and they question, what's happened? What's happened to the earth and the sky? Where are the stars? Where's the sun? Where's the moon? Where are the clouds? Where are the hills? Where are the valleys? Rasulullah describes the earth like the face of a perfect, perfectly baked bread. White, flat, that's it. So then Allah says their state. He says, يَوْمَ يَدْعُوكُمْ فَتَسْتَجِيبُونَ بِحَمْدِهِ وَتَظُنُّونَ إِلَّا بِثْتُمْ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا On the day when Allah will call you to what? To your day of judgment, to your gathering. And you will respond. Not a single person will say no. Nobody can because they know they can't run away. And they will respond by his glorification. And you will all think, ch check this out, you will all think that you were in your graves only a very short time. In another verse, Allah says that he will say, Allah will say to them, how long do you think you were in your graves or on earth, your earth and the graves together? They will respond, Wallah, we only were in the ground under the earth a day or part of a day. Ask those who are able to calculate better than us. Ask the more religious people, the more pious people. Maybe they, maybe they will know. So this tells us, my brothers and sisters, as the scholars say, that anyone who dies, you do not feel the passing of time. You do not feel the passing of time. It literally feels like a day or part of the day. But when they see the earth and the universe has changed, that's when they are shocked. They look at each other and we all say, how long have we been in there? How long have we been in there? It's not how long have we been there, meaning, well, we've been a long time. No, no, it's because everything's changed. They thought, we just died yesterday. All of a sudden, everything's changed. So how long have we must have been thousands of years? What's this? Another verse they said, Okay, let's give a better guess. Ten years maybe? Because look, the world's changed. But really, it feels like a day or part of a day. You know, in another surah, I think it's uh, where, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, uh, Allah Mi'ata'amin. 
Or like the man who passed by a ruined town. He looks at it and says, who, will give, who can give life to this after it's turned into absolute ruins? Like, what's this life after death business? Allah says, then he made this man die. He had a donkey with him and some food. And then he woke up. Allah woke him back up from his death, brought him back to life. And the angel said to him, how long do you think you were gone for? How long do you think you were dead for or gone for? He says, a day or part of a day. He says to him, no, you have been gone, dead for 100 years. And the guy feels that it's only what? A day or part of a day. The life of the soul is different to the life of the body. And the closest example I can give, although it's not exactly the same, the closest example the scholars have given, actually, not me, is sleeping. For the Prophet ﷺ said that sleeping and nawm huwa al-mawt al-asghar. It is the, the minor death. You know, when you go to sleep, you feel that time is passing. When you wake up, you think it's only a minute or so. You probably would have been in a coma for 50 years. Isn't that correct? So this is the state of the people on the day of judgment. The scholar said, by the way, this is from the book, Sharh al-Tahawiyya. He said, and then the people will stand on the day of judgment in that plane for a very long time. Just standing there. Shaykhisatan absaruhum, in another verse, their eyes are looking up into the sky. People are talking to each other about how. Allah says, Every single person on that day will know that they are going to stand before Allah the everlasting, the living and the everlasting. And all you can hear on that day is whispers and footsteps. Nobody dares to raise their voice. Can you imagine, brothers and sisters? We're talking about billions upon billions probably, of humans and jinns. Not one of them dares to raise his or her voice. In the masjid we raise our voice. Up there, in the, no voice. No one dares to raise their voice. And they start to get afraid severely. And we're just standing there. No judgment has begun. There's nothing, nothing yet. Just waiting. Because they are standing so long and because they are sure that they're about to be judged, everybody's waiting, don't know where they're going to go. And they don't know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to sentence upon them. What do they do? They say to each other, we need help, we're thirsty, we're tired. Muslims and non-Muslims, everybody, nobody knows. And then the second thing happens. Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam goes looking for his ummah. And the first thing that appears is al-hawd, the fountain. What is al-hawd? It's also called, who knows, Al-Kawthar. Doesn't Allah say, Inna al We have given you to possess. 
Al-Kawthar. What did I say to, to possess? Possess means that no one's going to take it off you. In Arabic, when you, Allah did not say, Inna al If Allah said, Ataynaka, means we give it to you, but you're going to give it back. Ataynaka means no one's going to take it off you, Ya Rasulullah. It's completely within your control and possession. On the day of judgment, Rasulullah has absolute freedom to do whatever he wants with this river that he has. And what does he do? He calls his ummah. You know, there's a beautiful, beautiful hadith in uh, authentic that uh, Rasulullah went to Al-Baqiyah, to the graveyard, and he took with him Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. And I think Zayd was with him that time. It was a few months before he died. He went to visit the Baqiyah and farewell them and, and all that stuff. And not farewell them, give them salams and make dua for them. And then after a long time of dua, Abu Huraira says, I heard the Prophet sallallahu say, the only thing I miss is that I will not be able to see my brethren. Then he said, Awalasna nahnu bi ikhwanika, ya Rasulullah. We're not your brothers, ya Rasulullah. He said, Antum ashabi, you are my companions. You are higher level than just brothers. Al ashab, a'la min martabat al ukhuwa. Sahaba a'la min martabat al ukhuwa. That the companionship is higher than just brotherhood. So we're a little bit less than the companions. If we're a foot next to, if we're just valued, if we're just the worth of their foot, alhamdulillah, no problem. But these companions, Abu Huraira says, Ya Rasulullah, yani, what are you going to do about it? He says, on the day of judgment, I will wait for them at Al-Hawd, at my Kawthar. And I will call them to come and drink. He said, how will you know them, Ya Rasulullah, you've never seen them? Or who are they, sorry, who are they? He said, Humul ladhina amanu bi wa lam yarawni. They're the ones who believed in me but never seen me. On a day of judgment, I'll call them to drink from me with, from the fountain. How will you know them, Ya Rasulullah? He says, from the light, the nur that comes out of their arms, their feet and their face. He said that the nur comes out of their faces, arms and legs because of the wudu which they used to do, which means they used to pray. And he will call you by that nur. Everyone else, what happens to them? There are some angels around, they prevent them. Nobody's allowed to drink from the hawd. Not even the ummah, the nation of, of the other prophets. What happens is that the hawd of the Prophet ﷺ is brought and then other little streams are stationed for the other prophets. All the other prophets, their ummah goes with them. And some prophets come with nobody, not a single person who had believed in him. The largest ummah is Muhammad ﷺ, the second is Musa ﷺ. As Rasulullah he said, I am the first one, I am the first one whom the soil shall be uh, split apart from his head. I will come up and who will I see in front of me? I will see my brother Musa السلام, at the base of the throne of Al-Arsh. Why Al-Arsh? My brothers, the day of judgment will happen on earth. And Allah's throne, you will see it. We cannot describe it. And it will be seen on the earth. Musa السلام, will be holding onto pillars or something on the base of the arsh. Rasulullah said, La adri am lam qabli. I don't know if he died before me or, uh, or, or, he was, or if he was raised before. Sorry, I don't know if he had died and was raised before me or I, or I was raised before him. Some scholars say that when he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to see him, Musa alayhi salam, my Lord, let me see you. You know the long story. And when he saw his, that he showed a bit of his light to the, to the 
hill, it, it crumbled. Musa Now, we don't know. Some Mufassirun say he died. Some say he went unconscious. So Rasul is saying maybe he died that time. And he's up there before me. Anyway, that's the state. So we said, فَإِذَا طَالَ الْمَقَامُ رَفَعَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى لِنَبِيِّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ سَلَّمَ أَوَّلًا حَوْضَهُ الْمَوْرُودِ That's the second thing that happens in Arabic. Whoever dies on the sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, will not be forbidden from the hawd, from the fountain. Then the people are standing for so long. And I'll finish it with this last one. The third thing that happens is this. People get tired. They just want to know, are they going to Jannah or Jahannam? So they call out among each other, let's go to the prophets. Maybe they can call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he loves them more than us to begin the judgment. People, we all want the judgment to begin. Get it over and done with. So we go to Adam alayhi salam. And Adam alayhi salam refuses to take any part. He says, I disobeyed my Lord. I am not in a position to talk to Allah today. I am not in a position to ask Him for anything. My Lord is angry today. He's never been angry like this before. Go to the one after me. Go to Nuh He answers the same thing. Go to Ibrahim He answers the same. He just, uh, Ibrahim is just saying, Allahumma sallim, sallim. Oh Allah, peace, peace. Then we go to Musa السلام, Then we go to Isa السلام, Each one of them will not dare to intercede. Finally, we reach Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, every prophet of Allah uh, got a special dua that they could ask Allah. Each one of them has used it up. Except for me, I have waited and left it for the day of judgment. I will use it for my ummah. He will stand up and say, Ana laha, ana laha. I am the one for it. I am the one for it. He goes into sujood for a very long time. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends with his angels and his kursi. We'll talk about that next, next time, inshaAllah, in detail. And he says to him, Ya Muhammad, irfa'a ra'sak. Was'al tu'ata washfa'atu shaffa'a. Ask, I will give you. Lift your head and seek the inter give, give intercession. I will give you today. The qiyamah is between you and I, my mercy and your shafa'a. And Rasul will say, Allahumma. Ummati, Ummati. Oh Allah, save my Ummah, save my Ummah. Insha'Allah next week we'll continue. Wassalamu alaikum wa sallallahu ala Muhammad wa